Welcome to our study on trusting God. You remember when we started this study, we used the acronym TRUST. Trusting in God will transform your life, relinquish all control of your life to Him, ultimately make Christ Lord of your life, strengthen your life, and truly have you thanking God in everything. Ladies, I believe that this study has transformed our lives. It has challenged us to see life from God's point of view as we learn to relinquish control to Him. So now that we have seen through the various chapters of why we should trust God, of His sovereign involvement in every aspect of our lives, from the good things to the bad, from the smallest of things to the major events in our lives, ladies, we have seen of God's trustworthiness, of who God is, His wisdom and His love, so the question is, will you choose to trust God? Will you choose to believe in the truths that you have learned and trust God in every aspect of your life? Ladies, we have seen that trusting God does not always come easy. And sometimes when we are in the midst of adversity, we have a tendency to go to God as a last resort, don't we? And there's going to be times that we try to do things ourselves thinking, well, we can handle this. I don't want to bother God with this. And then there's going to be times that things are going so good that we actually forget who has blessed us. As we have seen throughout this study, we have a responsibility. The Christian life is not passive, and we must choose to trust God in every aspect of our lives. Ecclesiastes 7.14 says, in the day of prosperity be joyful, but in the day of adversity consider, surely God has appointed the one as well as the other, so that man can find out nothing that will come after him. Ladies, if we are to trust God, we must acknowledge our dependence upon God at all times, good times as well as bad. Trusting God is a matter of faith. And only the Holy Spirit can make His Word come alive in our hearts and create faith. Now you can choose to look to Him to do that, or we can choose to be ruled by our feelings of anxiety or resentment or grief. Well, David, he chose to trust God in his life, as we see throughout the book of Psalms, right? Let's turn over to Psalms 56, and let's look at verse 3 and 4. It says, Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh do to me? Now, just because we are Christians does not mean that we don't get afraid, right? But the key here in verse 3 is that David said, Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. David did not claim to not be fearful. But he made a choice to trust God in the midst of his fear. He did not allow the fear to paralyze his mind, but he sought refuge in Christ. Ladies, we make choices every day. And in that day, we can either choose to rely on our own abilities, or we can choose to trust God in his sovereign plan in our life. I have a video clip I'd like you to see of a lady who chose to trust God in the midst of a horrific trial 
in her life. Please watch. My husband and I and my children had gone out to dinner the night before. We had come home, gone to bed. I woke up that morning to go to work, and then I went to go kiss him goodbye, and um, he had passed away. We did not know that he had a brain tumor the size of a softball at the base of his neck, and he didn't have any signs or symptoms, so it was just a very sudden thing. He was there, and then he wasn't. And it was very, very traumatic. I always thought that I was a really strong person, but I really knew that this was like something that I, I couldn't do this one alone. I was very devastated when my husband passed away. It was such a shock, and I didn't have any preparation. I didn't get to say goodbye at all. I was very, very broken before the Lord. I was grieving so much that I couldn't possibly read the Bible. I cried in church. I just really cried a lot before the Lord. I'd had this pit in my stomach, and the only time that I didn't have it was when the choir was singing. I can honestly say that I never cried out to the Lord and said, Why? Because I knew that God was a, my creator. He had created me. He had absolutely created everything. And I knew that God was really, really big. And who was I to say, why did you do this? But I do think that passively, I questioned what was my purpose here on earth. I internalized it with depression, with just being very, very sad. Because I didn't understand why something so painful was happening to me. And I didn't know what God had for me. I didn't know what my purpose was. How was God using me in this? I refused to be bitter in all of this. I just felt like God just had something that He wanted to teach me, and whatever it was that Lord, the Lord wanted to teach me, He was going to teach to me, and I was going to learn it. I kind of figured out that the only thing that I had control over was my attitude. I was going to seek the Lord in this, and uh, boy, did He come through. Our God is a mighty God. He just has rewritten so much of my life to the point where I'm almost thankful for what happened to me and it was so difficult and so painful and yet he has used it in such a mighty way that I, I'm thankful for it. I played in trees as a young kid and I always liked trees and lots of times I think of myself as a tree. Before my husband's death I had really shallow roots now I just have really good, strong roots. And I can weather any storm because the good Lord's right there with me. It's not about how you feel. Sometimes you don't feel like God is with you, but He is with you. I am here to tell you, He is with you. He's there in the valleys and He's there in the mountains, but He is there with you. Janet chose to trust God. In the midst of this horrific adversity, she just lost her husband, and yet Janet turned to God in an attitude of dependence on Him and His sovereign will in her life. 
Ladies, throughout this study, we have seen through Scripture that God sovereignly directs our path, that He is in control of every aspect of our lives, and that He is working everything out according to His plan and purpose in our life. There are going to be times, yes, in our lives that we don't understand why God has allowed us to go through such adversity as Janet did. And there are going to be times that our faith is going to be tested like Job's. But it is in these times, ladies, that we need to dig down into our souls and say, God, I don't understand, but I trust in you. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. The scripture here tells us that we are to trust God with all of our heart and not to lean on our own understanding. God knows the big picture and he knows what is best for us and he promises that he will work things out according to his plan and his purpose in our life. Ladies, God is at work in us and he will not fail to carry out his plan and purpose in our life and bring it to completion that which he has begun as we see in Philippians 1.6 it says being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ so we can have confidence knowing that God will complete what he started right he will not leave us in our time of need and he will not forsake us as we see in Hebrews 13:5, where Christ said I will never leave you nor forsake you Christ said he will never leave us but there are occasions when we don't feel his presence isn't there Job had a point in his adversity where he couldn't feel God's presence let's look at Job chapter 23 and look over verses 8 through 10 it says look I go forward but he is not there and backward but I cannot perceive him when he works on the left hand I cannot behold him and when he turns to the right hand I cannot see him but he knows the way that I take when he has tested me I shall come forth as gold Job trusted God even though he couldn't sense his presence he believed that God was watching over him and would bring him through the trial as purified gold and God did didn't he ladies the more you are in God's Word and the more you pursue a deep personal relationship with God the more you are going to feel his presence in your life now this is really important and I want you to really get this and think about this the more that you are in God's Word the more you pursue a personal deep relationship with God the more you will feel his presence in your life there are two Greek words that the scripture uses to describe the word of God it is logos and rhema now logos is a very familiar word describing the written word of God right but the significance of the word rhema is what I want to bring out today Ephesians 6:17 says and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God so the Greek word used here for the Word of God is rhema. The reference here is not the whole Bible as such, but the individual scripture which the Spirit brings to our remembrance for us to use in time of need. But a prerequisite 
being regular storing of the mind with scripture. Ladies, we need to be storing up scriptures, right? In our hearts, we need to have those verses in our hearts so that when adversity hits, when those times come, the Holy Spirit will have something to bring out to remembrance to help us through it. Ladies, the navigators who published Jerry Bridges' book, Trusting God, have a book that helps to assist in memorizing verses. It's called The Navigator's Topical Memory System. And it's basically a book with some vinyl cards, a verse holder, and it already has 60 memory verses made up for you in various translations. Now, you can even make up your own system and place verses on a 3x5 card. The idea here, lady, is that you are in God's Word. You are in the Word of God, storing up Scripture in your hearts. Jerry Bridges has given us verses to memorize throughout this study. And you can even start with those if you would like, if you haven't already memorized those verses. The more you choose to trust God in every aspect of your life, the more you surrender everything to Him and make Him Lord of your life, the more you will feel His presence in your life. Ladies, being in the Word, you don't have to necessarily remember verses verbatim. What I'm saying is, the more you're in God's Word, the more you are reading down the road, when you're in a situation, you're in the adversity, what do you think the Holy Spirit is going to do? He's going to bring to remembrance that scripture that you need to get you through. A.W. Tozer said, I want the presence of God himself, or I don't want anything at all to do with religion. I want all that God has, or I don't want any. Now the comforting thing that we can cling on to is that even though we don't feel his presence, we can have confidence, right, to know that he is there. Christ has not moved from us. We've moved from him. So he is always there. He and he promised that he will never leave you nor forsake you. Ladies, what we need to do is trust, even when we don't understand. We need to trust, even when we don't feel his presence. We need to know that he is there waiting for us to call upon him. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. The word care is the translation of a Greek word which means anxiety or worry. Now the word all in the Greek text has the idea not of every worry that comes along, but the whole of the worries. Now you remember back in Philippians 4, 6, where it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Now that is referring to being anxious, not for one thing, right? And that with that, the Greek is telling us, if you are worrying, stop worrying. Well, as we see here in 1 Peter 5, 7, Scripture is again commanding us not to worry. But notice here that the word all is referring to the whole of their worries. In our study of 1 Peter, we used an example of a cold. And you have a different aspects of the cold, right? You have a cold, you have a fever, possibly a sore throat. You may have a cough. 
When you give the whole of the cold, you are giving the cough, the fever, and the sore throat, right? But if you give, say, just the cough, well, then you're only giving a portion of that cold and not the whole cold. So here, when it talks about giving the whole of their worries, it meant every aspect of that worry. You give it to the Lord. The past, the present, and the future worries. You are commanded to cast the whole worry upon the Lord. Now the word cast is the translation of the word that means having deposited with. It refers here to a direct and once and for all committal to God of all that would give us concern. Now the word for he cares for you can be translated literally for it is a care to him concerning you or you are his concern. That is, your welfare, ladies, is his concern. He is bringing you in salvation into his family, has undertaken the responsibility of caring for your welfare. So, if this is true, why do we worry? God is in control and has us in his care. There is not one thing, ladies, that will happen to you today that God has not allowed. We need to trust him in every aspect of our life. There is on record in an early manuscript the name of a man called Tetithios Amorimnos. The first name we see here is a proper name. It's like saying the name Titus. And the second name is like a nickname. It is made up of the word which means to worry. So it would be like saying Titus the worrier. Okay? So they added the Greek letter A prefixed to it on that second word. And it makes the meaning of that word opposite of what it formerly meant. So now instead of meaning to worry, now it means not to worry. It is a thought that this man was a pagan Greek who perpetually worried, but who after being saved stopped worrying. So he was called like Titus the man who never worries. The question would be, ladies, can we write our name and add to it the one who never worries? Ladies, we are commanded not to worry but to trust God. So ladies, we are back to the act of choice. As 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. We must, by an act of the will, independence on the Holy Spirit, say something such as, Lord, I choose to cast off this anxiety onto you. But I cannot do it by myself. I will trust you for your spirit to enable me to cast my anxiety on you and not to take it back upon myself. Ladies, we must hold on to the promises of God and cling to them despite the adversity that at times seeks to overwhelm us. God is not just with you always. But he also cares for you. 
His care is constant, not occasional or sporadic. His care is total. Even the very hairs on your head are numbered. His care is sovereign, that nothing can touch you that he does not allow. And his care is infinitely wise and good. As John Newton said, If it were possible for me to alter any part of his plan, I could only spoil it. Ladies, God is in control. And we need to make the choice to trust him. When we trust him, we bring honor and glory to his name. If we learn to trust God in the minor adversities, we will be better prepared to trust him in the major ones, won't we? But whether the difficulty is major or minor, we must choose to trust God. We must learn to say with the psalmist, when I am afraid, I will trust you. In closing, I would like you to watch a video of the greatest choice ever made. Please watch. Ladies, God made the greatest choice ever made, didn't he? He chose to bear the cross for us so that we could spend eternity with him. If he could choose the cross and bear the unbearable pain and the wrath of God, why? Is it so hard for us to choose to trust him?
Ladies, I challenge you this week to be more aware of God's presence in your life. Be more aware of the activity that is involved in your life that it comes from God. Ladies, be aware that God is with you 24-7 and trust in Him. God bless.